Big Eva has a woke Super Bowl ad. Many of you have probably seen it. Some of you maybe haven't. We're going to watch it here in a moment. But it is a woke Super Bowl ad, and it tells us everything we need to know about Big Eva. Hello, and welcome to Contramundum. I'm Andrew Isker, and welcome uh, the other host, the main host, the star of the show, CJ Engel. Hello, CJ. How are you? Good. I'm the uh, second string backup host over here. <laughs> Just in case Andrew starts choking on something, I will be here. Uh, no, not at all. Not at all. You are integral in, in integral to the operations here. That's right. Um, I hope, I hope Cody Libold is watching this right now. (laughs) That's right. He's our biggest fan. Uh, Cody, uh, he keeps, he makes new Twitter accounts just to follow you and me. He does. He does. He, uh, he blocked me from both. He like, he'll like comment on something and then immediately block me. And then he realizes he wants to follow my content, um, you know, so that he can be concerned, like officially concerned. So he'll, he'll start up a new burner account. And I'm like, dude, you you have mastered Twitter, big guy. <laughs> You're doing it. You just can't quit you. That's <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So the Super Bowl ad, I don't think did you've you seen it, CJ? Have you seen I saw the... some screenshots of it? That's okay. It. Well, yeah. we're gonna play it right now and we'll get your live live commentary I'm, on it i am watching this now for the first time yeah integral here we go integral like integralist i'm telling michael o'fallon did you <laughs> <laughs> yes uh he's integral but not an integralist all right well with no further ado we'll play this super bowl ad okay so right now it's uh i think uh like a zoomer washing uh a boomer's feet is that uh we're describing it for the audio people uh the audio only listeners what uh, is, what do you take from this uh um just seems like I, thanksgiving dinner or something you know like norman rockwell yeah, type painting i think so but it gets worse from here okay here we have a policeman watching uh who appears to be maybe hispanic with a nice mustache uh who's washing the feet of of an urban youth so this is, this is supposed to be, you know, like George Floyd type, type stuff, you know, oh, the police should just wash the feet of, of, of black people, right? That's apparently what, what is being communicated here. It's very on the nose. Don't ask me. Okay. We have like the popular high school girl with her Nalgene bottle. Really? They should have made it a. Is a, that a Nalgene uh, bottle or? It should be a Stanley cup. I mean, they're behind yeah. the times here. <laughs> He gets us, <laughs> but she's washing the feet of, you know, a girl she's got, she's sitting on a skateboard. I think, uh, you know, got combat boots. She's in, and short dyed hair. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so it's like, Oh, the preppies are washing the feet of the, the goths here. That's, that's the message. What you know is true. Okay. Here we have, uh, an older cowboy gentleman washing the feet of a, an indigenous people. An indigenous persons uh, out in the out in like Arizona or something. He's washing washing his feet. He's got his pickup truck there in the back and washing the uh, American indigenous person. Don't have to tell you. Oh, this is the one right here. This is the big one, right? This is the worst one of all. There's the you know abortion clinic. They call family. They even use like the the um euphemism right family planning clinic uh and washing the foot of a young woman with a leg tattoo uh who is apparently gone in or going in on her way in on her way out I, we don't really know uh to murder her child and so this uh very christ-like christian lady is washing her feet and in the background background you've got you know people uh protesting abortion on the curb there Right, those are supposed to be the bad people, the Pharisees. Uh, Basically, right? the ones, uh, ones that walked by on the street when when the Good Samaritan helped out, right? Yes, yes, yes. that's right. Um, see, these are the bad people, the people that oppose murdering babies, uh, and the good person is the one that says, "Hey, I love you so much. Even though you're you're going to kill your child or you just killed your child, here, let me give you a free foot massage." Uh, let's, let's see what else there is. I love okay. This appears to be, you know, a, a shut in, you know, alcoholic woman, 
apparently. Maybe this is her daughter. I don't I don't really know. What do you what do you think, CJ? Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. Probably a daughter. I think so. Yeah, probably a daughter, yeah. Oh, here's another, you know, uh cringeworthy one. You have um a you know, probably like a pipeline protester. You know, she's got her sign there in the background and a, an oil worker is washing her feet with his hard hat. Yeah. And there's oil derricks in, in the, uh, in the back or oil, oil pumps. Sorry. Sorry. All of my oil, oil field friends, uh, using the wrong terminology, but, uh, yeah, she, he's, uh, he's washing her feet. That means like, he's the bad guy. He's in the wrong and she's in the right. Right. That's, that's what's being communicated here on all of these cases, right? Mm -hmm. The, the the left wing stuff is good and the people that would ordinarily oppose it they're bad and they have to show humility all right let's let's keep going oh here we go this this appears to be a bus of of invaders illegal migrants you people refugees if you will uh about to get on a bus, maybe. Oh, they're going to Chicago. <laughs> they're going to the sanctuary city of Chicago, and a uh, what appears to be you know middle class housewife. Here they are. You know, there's a picket fence in this suburb. Uh, she's washing her feet, uh, making making her feet nice and clean, giving her a pedicure. Maybe we don't really know. Uh, you were there. Ah, a a Muslim family. This is maybe Dearborn, Michigan. Uh, a woman in a hijab is getting her feet washed with a garden hose uh, by what appears to be a you know blue collar looking uh, family. Uh, the mm -hmm. dad is sitting there in the lawn chair, kind of looking askance, like he's looks kind of angry. And the young Muslim couple, they're getting their they're getting their feet washed there. So they can go pray to Allah later. Two worlds collide. Uh, and here looks like a campus protest. Uh, this one, uh, two two groups. The one on the one side that is the counter protest. Uh, they're wearing masks and uh, have bullhorns. She's washing the feet of the people that want to shut down whatever event is going on. And they could never. And then this is this one. This last one. It's an old black dude, an old white dude on a front porch somewhere in the in the sticks of Appalachia. Uh, and, uh, they're, they're reenacting, you know, that Mr. Rogers scene, right. Uh, yep. uh -huh. where they, where they, they share a, a foot tub together. Uh, isn't that, so, isn't that so sweet? And then here is an androgynous person. Maybe it's a man, maybe it's a woman. We don't really know he or she or it has roller skates and, uh, nice, uh, freshly shaved legs. And what appears to be a Catholic priest is washing this human beings feet Jesus didn't teach hate uh, we don't know that actually we we do know that it's the opposite uh, he wanted people to hate lots of stuff uh, you can you can search through your Bibles to to find out more he washed feet okay let's let's just stop there this that's enough of that we don't need any more of this what uh CJ did uh whose feet did Jesus wash? You know? Well, do I know? Yeah. Well, I mean Jesus washed his disciples' feet. Jesus washed Jesus certainly washed um the feet um of those that he came um to rescue and save. And he did also uh wash the feet of those who uh were completely neglected in society and that the the regime um uh, basically would have pushed away and that weren't interested in. So you know, the, the analogy here would be interesting because like a lot of people are, are pointing out that there was no, uh, you know, J6 protesters weren't um, the recipients of feet washing. Donald Trump certainly wasn't. Donald Trump supporters certainly weren't racists and bigots weren't having their feet washed. Um, so, you know, one of the things that I, I think a lot of us get really tired of is just this weaponization of, you know, left wing Christian priorities and, and impulses. You know, they have to totally, you know, um, they're they're complicit in the weaponization of Christian themes so that, uh, you know, the right is being punched and the left is being, you know, talked to kindly and with open arms. And that's kind of generally yeah. what's happening here. It's, you can't avoid the subliminal political message of all this. Yeah, it isn't. It isn't just, oh, we're, we're trying to reach out to people that are different than us. 
right? That's that's what they're trying to say this is, right? They're trying to contextualize the Christian religion for those in the in the left, right? Yeah. That, that's the and that was the whole Tim Keller shtick, right? That was his whole thing: is we want to make Christianity comfy and friendly and nice and warm and open and inviting to all the people in our society that absolutely hate the Christian religion. Right? Well, yeah, this is another, I mean, this is, this is, this is the thing. This is the the problem that these, um, I wouldn't even call them regime evangelicals. This one, this is like big business conservatism, like big business, you know, Christianity, yeah. but they basically just have no idea what's happening in the world. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're, they're tired of the culture war. They're tired of the tension yeah. and they just want to live at peace. They just want, you know, mm -hmm. to go back to, you know, this idyllic past where we all basically were friends with each other before the racists and bigots came out and ruined society. And this is uh, a constant <laughs> refrain yeah. by these types of people that they, they do want to avoid the conflict. The culture yeah. war though is inevitable. It's something yeah. that we have to participate in. It's something that we are called to confront it is something that we're called to um, take part in, to stand up for what is right, to stand up for our people. Um, so I don't think any of these types of like, you know, just pleasing everybody and just trying to take this middle centrist Tim Kellerite approach to Christianity is not going to do us any favors. The left wants us dead. And that's what people need to realize. And that's what people won't accept. Yeah, this is a, a commercial that demonstrates a mindset that is uh, in neutral world. Right, mm -hmm. the people that made this, the people that funded this, right? Apparently, the Hobby Lobby owner gave a ton of money to this group, and I don't think that guy is particularly malicious, right? I, I don't. Right. I think he's, I think he's, he's pretty much um, a a very insulated, very extremely wealthy uh, evangelical figure that mm -hmm. has no idea what is going on. And, and maybe, maybe his, his children are the ones that are giving out all the money. I'm not sure. I've heard, I've heard different things, so it's hard to say uh, one way or the other. Uh, but it, it is, it's so obvious that this is, this is from neutral world. This is like straight out of Tim Keller. And, and you see like these ostensibly conservative evangelical figures saying, Oh, this is great. This is fine. Like you, you see the, I don't know if you saw the tweets from the Christianity Today guy uh, who did the pot. The he did. He's the one who did the Mark Driscoll podcast. What was it, Mike Cosper? Uh, oh he, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's 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 uh, he is. It, it's interesting because he's taking the middle ground because there's people on like the far left in the evangelical world. I don't even know how they can still call themselves Christians, but they do, and they they're saying like this. This they took the Judas option. Right. Speaking of people who had their feet washed by Jesus, uh, they took the Judas option. This seven million dollars for thirty seconds of the, at the uh, at the Super Bowl. This money could have been used for the poor. Right. So they're 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 criticizing. Mm -hmm. They are you know punching mm -hmm. left, so to speak. You know, trying to find a middle ground between those crazies on the one hand, and then all of us on here saying this is this is absurd. This is ridiculous. The only the only transgender person you know we. I'll, you could take my my base card away. We watched the Super Bowl, and the only the only transgender people in any of the ads, maybe somebody, maybe I'm wrong, that that I noticed, was were in these commercials, right? Produced by evangelical Christians, right? All of the all the big mega corporations, the Globo Homo corporations, they they turned the woke dial down just a bit, mm -hmm. but these guys <laughs> turned it right back up. It's it's mm -hmm. almost comical. And, and, and they, it, it clearly demonstrates that the people funding it don't know what they're doing. Now, the people that made it, they know exactly what they're doing. Uh, they, they operate in these circles and they, they know they want to push uh, evangelicalism leftward. Mm -hmm. But uh, the, the point is, and, and Nate, Nate Fisher made a really good uh, tweet today about it, that you responding to people who were saying, no, the ad was fine, saying that, well, Look at um, compare you know the Kellerite strategy to approaching culture and trying to find a middle ground and a space where we can just we can just all get along and and compare that to right Doug Wilson in in the early two thousands uh, Christopher Hitchens actively sought him out to debate him why because he knew he sincerely believed what he was talking about he was yeah. the like the only guy he could find that that wasn't a snake oil salesman. That he he looked and saw like this guy's genuine, and was right. attracted to it, 
right? Even though he's a you know disgusting, blasphemous, horrible person, Christopher Hitchens was. Uh, he wanted he wanted to fight the real deal, and that is that is something. As we are in firmly in negative world now, the real like real genuine Christianity is the only thing that is going to be attractive to people. Right? Who who watches this ad? Like if you're if you're just a a normie Super Bowl consumer. Right. And you, you're watching, you're watching the Super Bowl and you want to watch Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and all this stuff. And you're thinking, boy, oh, wow. They're, they're washing the, the cop is washing the feet of the black guy. They're washing the feet of a girl killing her baby. I'm going to go to church next Sunday, man. Yeah. Sign me right up. Like no one is persuaded by this at all. Who, who possibly says, it's, Oh, I want to, I want to be a Christian now. This is great. Yeah. It's, it's like one of those things where, these are the same people that won't admit that there actually is, you know, a significant anti-white agenda going on. You know, these are the same people that won't. These are the same people that basically took the wrong side on all the biggest issues from like yeah. um, from uh, I don't even remember their names from from the, the fentanyl guy. Who, what's his name? The, the Which fentanyl guy? You have to be <laughs> the knee on the neck guy. I'm oh, going oh, totally George brain Floyd. dead. George, George they took, Floyd. Of Floyd. Yeah. They're going, they're taking the wrong position on all these things, right? And then they they lecture us about our need to be more Christ-like in light of uh, you know, the all the all the hysteric language and media headlines and all that stuff. They just they don't know what time it is, they don't know what's actually happening. They live in their own corporate bubbles and they just cannot understand the war that is actually taking place. No, not at all. And not and, and there's, there's I, so I can't totally believe I forgot St. George Floyd. That's really... I, I know. And, and during February. <laughs> and during February, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Happy Heritage Month, by the way. That's right. Yeah. Uh, um, so it is... Um, I, I, mean, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just look at this and I think they, they're so... <laughs> who is fentanyl guy? Uh, they are so, so disconnected from the average people that sit in the pews, right? Uh, today... Mm -hmm. Uh, Josh uh, Dawes, I don't know if you saw this too, CJ. Uh, he posted uh, someone made uh, a Super Bowl ad that was just all, all the people in like the last couple of years that have converted to Christianity in, for in, in different ways. Like Rosaria Butterfield was in there, and the the one the like the goth tattoo girl that converted. Uh, I don't know if you, I can't remember her name. People can yeah. tell us in the comments. Uh, things people like that. And it was, you know, used the kind of same format, same color scheme and everything. And it was, it was beautiful. It was great. And it's like, they never would have allowed that ad to be played at the Super Bowl. That's the other, that's the other aspect of this that you have to consider is this, this ad, you know, the corporate masters will allow to be played at the Super Bowl. Uh, mm -hmm. When they were, there was going to be a Tim Tebow ad, an anti-abortion Tim Tebow ad, a pro-life one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they would not allow it. They wouldn't allow it to be played. So CBS was not going to Kat Von D. That's right. Thank you. Uh, thank you. I'll, I'll put that up there. Kat Von D. Thank you, Doug Steffi. Uh, yes. Um, it, it, uh, it, it would not, that, that ad would, they would never in a million years allowed to be played. Uh, so that's, that's part of it too. You have to, I guess, consider that in mind, but at the same time, if this is all they're going to let on, who cares? Right. Don't, don't, do a Super Bowl, spend, you know, $14 million. You did two ads, $14 million. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> think about that. Like, uh, in one sense, it is a waste because they're like, actually, they're subverting the church. They're subverting Christianity with that $14 million. They're not doing anything positive and good and building it up and strengthening mm -hmm. it. Um, mm -hmm. So, no, it, it is... It, it, it demonstrates that, that these people, for, for whatever reason, I mean, some of them are just aloof. Uh, very wealthy Christians that paid for this. Some of them are, uh, some of them are actively malicious, and it it, it demonstrates it signals a, a massive disconnect from the people in the pews and what they are actually dealing with on a day to day basis. Like you have, you have a, a regime. I mean, you, if you just look at like the jobs report, uh, maybe maybe you saw the CJ. The jobs report, you know, all the, you know, Biden breaks about all the millions and millions of jobs that they brought back after COVID and almost all of them, all like the growth in employment that's happened the last three years. Do you know who these people are that, that have gotten jobs where Early it came from? The growth in, it's, it's all from, uh, uh, foreign born people. Yeah. Like 100%. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. like, 
That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No Americans have gotten jobs, but people that you've imported to this country have. Right. Yeah. It, it's so people, people feel this people. And then like, they're going to, ga- and then they gaslight us. Well, they're the most qualified for the job. Maybe if Americans yeah. want to get the jobs, they should work harder or something like Maybe you should be of, so lazy. You yeah, know, the amount uh, of gaslighting and humiliation. And that's, this is only the tip of the iceberg. I think, I think there's a long struggle here that um, it's, it's so painful to even think about. This is why I do a lot of what I do offline with like manufacturing, trying to provide a, a future for my white Christian straight, boys you know oh man you you invoked whiteness cj that's you know, <laughs> man we're yeah. in so much trouble now <laughs> but yeah no like people i mean these people think that our children shouldn't exist right that's that's ultimately what it is they, like we we you and i have done the most evil sinister crime imaginable we've produced more white children right mm-hmm. that's 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 mm-hmm. unforgivable and 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 so no it it is um it it is is such a such a red flag in terms of what the priorities of, of elite evangelicalism is. That's that's what mm-hmm. this added. And it, it's transparent, it's obvious. Like people are like, oh, you're reading too much into it. It's like, I don't know, man. It's pretty on the nose when you see somebody washing the feet of a woman going to get an abortion. Right? Like, I don't think you have to think too hard about what that means. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. Uh like they, it's telegraphed, right? It's, it's, that's part of like, well, here's, the irony here's, is like Christian artists are really, really bad because it's yeah, so the, the other problem is um, these are the same people that are not willing to make any distinction between uh, the obligations of a private Christian and the obligations of those in power, the magistrate, you know? So, so what happens is, you know, if we're called to be servants and to, you know, um, you know, spread the good news of the gospel and all these things. Then if Christians also elect magistrates whose job and function it is to keep order in the realm and to um, combat bad things and to uphold good things, then they say, well, you're being unchristian like because, you know, they they're trained to think that um, Christians have to turn the other cheek. Therefore, Christian magistrates should have to turn the other cheek. That is not implied at all. Jesus was not giving, you know, a, um, a political blueprint there in his uh in his sermon on the mount so i think that's another thing that people do all the time with this stuff is is they they immediately take private obligations that moral obligations given to us by christ and they put the same onus on magistrates christian leaders like dusty deaver to do the same thing and get mad at him when he doesn't but he's a magistrate he has power and he's exercising his power in precisely the way um, that God intended, you know, speaking of dusty Devers, um, he's going to be on with us on Friday. So yeah, we'll Friday morning, little schedule change for everybody there. It'll be in the morning. Cause that's when he's, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll get busy. to, we'll get to the, uh, yeah, the end of the we'll show, the we'll talk house, about more. house cleaning stuff. But I just wanted yeah. to point out that this is important because they are always going to talk about, um, you know, the, the function of the Christian and then get mad at people who are willing to use political power against their enemies. There is an important distinction to be made between the public and the private citizen. Well, and it goes to the argument about, you know, about Donald Trump, right? Because mm-hmm. you have these people like, oh, he's such a godless, you know, blasphemous, you know, adulterous man. It's like, yeah, we, we know that. Uh, but he's also wielding political power against our enemies and, and attempting to restore order. And that's <clears throat> the point, right? That is the point of politics, right? Yeah. That's the point of the sword, right? You look at... I mean, this is this is the hilarious thing. Like you think of like DG Hart saying that uh, actually Nero was right to kill Paul. Uh, absurdities. I don't know how many people are familiar with that, but uh, <laughs> he's like, yeah, uh, that's that's how insane like uh, R2K uh, views are on Romans 13. But you look at Romans 13, right? We don't go that far as those people, but Romans 13 is is clear, right? The civil magistrate has the sword given to them by God to execute justice. And that was written about Nero, who is this mm-hmm. godless reprobate man. And Paul's talking about him, that he's a minister yes. of God. And I was just, I was just reading, I've been, I've been rereading Calvin's Institutes and yes. especially paying careful attention to uh, his, his introductory, his, his prefatory remarks to the King of France. And one of the things that he says to him, and he's echoing Augustine when he says this, is that if, if you are not executing your office, to the glory of God as the king. And this is this is a magisterial reformer. This is not like you know, one kingdom guy, right? This is you know, Calvin <laughs> essentially two king two kingdoms guy saying if you're not executing 
your office as king to the glory of God, protecting his church, maintaining public order, so on and so forth, you are no better than a brigand. You're no better than a robber, than a, than a gangster, right? That's, that's all you are. You, mm. you, and it's like Calvin is saying this, right? Calvin yeah. said this. And, and so we're on pretty firm ground to talk about things this way. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a, you know, centuries of Christian tradition about politics, mm-hmm. but, but people like this, what are they doing? They're, they're using the commands to individual Christians as a bludgeon to say, no, you can't use and, and ask for demand political power to stop the murder of a million babies a year. <laughs> can't do that. Yeah. You can't, you can't ask the civil magistrate to, you know, main, maintain borders. Right? No, you can't do that. You just need to let all 7 billion people have 8 billion people on earth. However many there are have a right to come to America, right? That's, that's what, because you got to turn the other cheek, man. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta love people, man. That's what Jesus would do. Right. Yeah. That, this is how, this is how they use the language of Christianity to serve the interests of the regime. Right. That's yep. the point of this, this commercial, this message. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Christianity. I, the, thing, the thing that I wonder too, though, I don't know. You and I may disagree with it uh, on this, but I don't know if like, um, who's the guy funding it? It's the Hobby Lobby guy funding it, right? I think apparently like it's private, like it's, it's okay, supposed it's to be private. confidential. I don't but know. I don't if know. Is, but... So this is one of those situations. I don't know if the people who are funding it like him for let's say he is funding it because he does fun mm-hmm. things like this this is like up his alley for yeah, sure yeah, but like let's yeah. say he's doing this i don't know if he if he knows that he's being subversive i don't th- I, but i think he's getting advice by subversives yes right? so that's, that's a good I, way to put it yeah i think he's unknowingly subversive but like these people are always put in these situations it's like like these like this is how corporations work Right. They're giving it marketing advice and he probably has like Christian market experts and stuff like this. And they're they're the subversives. They're the ones yeah. that are pushing it. I don't think I think that they're influencing him negatively. I don't think he's um, up to date on all the details about like the wokeness and all that stuff. I think. He's no, just, I, I, mean, I think it's, this, I think it's this older guy that's pretty aloof. You know? Yeah, exactly. These guys need to be like much more. He was the guy that did the foot washing for um, Lecrae. That was the Chick- right? that was the Chick-fil-A guy. Okay, that so yeah, it's all the same. The same, same kind same of guys, though. Yeah. I don't think they realize what's actually happening in the world. They just live completely out of the loop. Yeah, they, they just think, well, uh, racism is bad, man, so I'll I'll wash Lecrae's feet. And uh, you remember what Lecrae said to him. He was like, I don't want my feet washed. I want you to give me equity in your company. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, that's what it is. That's all it is, is, yeah. is resentment and yeah. and envy. That yeah. you are fueling when you do these things, mm-hmm. right? That's all it ever is, and and but they they they're clueless. They have no idea whatsoever. And and I mean, people have brought up the like the LinkedIn pages of the people that produced it and and directed it and all of that. And every single one of them, right, has pronouns in their in their bio. Yeah, right, right, right. Every right. single one of them. You know, it's like, I mean, Mister Hobby Lobby. Uh, why don't you just look at their LinkedIn page and see the kind of people you're dealing with here? But they, mm-hmm. but they don't. They're 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 so aloof to the way the world is. I mean, they're so yeah. insulated from it. They have no idea. Uh, right. So in, in one sense, like I, I blame him, but not for the reasons you would think. No. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, it is. It it it. But it, I, I think it was a crystallizing moment that we had Sunday, where you could see what we were up against, and the the enemies. Yes, we have myriad enemies outside uh against us all day long right flesh and blood enemies and ones that are beyond flesh and blood for mm-hmm. sure but we mm-hmm. also have enemies inside the gates right we also have enemies inside the church that are are, are seeking to tear it apart and destroy it and um you know just today actually uh, speaking of enemies on the inside uh you know uh, james Lindsay, uh not, not quite a friend of the show james Lindsay. <laughs> Uh, asserted that that Stephen Wolf and I and Torba are part of a federal operation to do to do something. I guess. I guess he's he's saying that we're Ray Epstein's uh, trying to gin people up, uh, even though everything any of us have ever said is. I'm not even. I'm not even ultimately interested with the whole Christian nationalist project. Is, yeah, I'm not even ultimately interested in in the political 
so as he far said as like you, electoral politics or anything like that. He yeah. said you and Torba and Wolf. Is that what he said? Yeah, yeah, that we're operatives. Yeah, for the yeah. I think people believe that, like who don't like know us. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, we survive on people's like support. <laughs> we yeah, are I, not, <laughs> I mean, I mean, unless you're getting a lot of Peter Teal bucks and I'm not seeing them. I, I'm certainly not. I, you know, I, I, I almost said I wish, but I, I don't, yeah. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want no, those strings attached. Uh, but no, he, he, I mean, people level these accusations because mm -hmm. they're unfalsifiable, right? I can't right. prove to anybody that, I mean, that's the point of calling somebody a fed. I mean, when people, that's why I'm, I'm actually against people calling, um, uh, Flake Callens, uh, a fed, uh, because, Right. There's no way that he can prove or, or any of us can prove it or disprove it. I mean, maybe we could prove it if we looked at his bank account or something, but uh, it's, it's an unfalsifiable claim, right? Mm -hmm. The, the point is that people like that are, are certainly used by, by the regime to attack yeah. us. And he is, his, his thinking is just so convoluted. It's like, it, it's, it's just like he said, there was going to be a, a trans George Floyd, George Floyd this last summer. And somebody was going to, do something violent and things like that. And the whole time, what, what were we saying and Stephen Wolf and Torba and everybody else say, don't take the bait. Don't fall for a trap. We are totally, we totally repudiate all violence. Anybody who's listening to us, do not do this. Do not yeah. do anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I guess that, that stuff falls on deaf ears uh, because malicious people like James Lindsay just like to, I like do to think that, he, hates, he hates Jesus. Right? I, do so, think it's, I think it's very likely that, that um, bad things can happen and Christian nationalists will get blamed for it. And, you know, I think and that is true. I mean, I think, they, of, they, I think of all the people that are most susceptible to, to uh, people pointing fingers, probably Andrew Torba. Um, but I, you know him and I know him and, and <laughs> it's just, it's just hilarious to think that we're working for the feds or something like the feds yeah. could not be happier to destroy us, you know, like, you yeah. know what I mean? So they don't, I mean, that that's just it. It's like, they, I mean, look what they did to Andrew Torba. Yeah, yeah, he can't totally. function economically if he was, you know, operating in the United States like everyone else was. Yeah, yeah, he had to like, go to great lengths to avoid. The bank, the platformed every every uh, cloud service and everything, and just shut them down. Right? It's uh, it, right. That's that's not what Fed's like. They would be they would be boosting it. Right? Gab would be on par with Facebook mm -hmm. if. He was a Fed. It's so it's so comical and so absurd. Like they, you know, Silicon Valley would be would be, it, it would be like the next Google if it was a mm -hmm. Fed operation. Um, mm -hmm. and so no, it, yeah, exactly, it is, exactly. It's it's absurd. I mean, well, that's the other funny thing. That's what like, Google is. Yeah, ex exactly. Like, like this is Silicon Valley is Silicon Valley is a defense industry like uh, offshoot. Like yeah, it's an outpost it in the surveillance state. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it got all, all the initial funding and money and everything else was was defense contracts yeah. uh, and defense research. Right. That's that's what it was. That's what it still is. Uh, and so it's just um, it is <laughs> the fact that the show hasn't been canceled. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're getting there. Don't worry. Well, we did. Uh, we got we got we got kicked off YouTube. We yesterday. did. Not we free. did. They, they didn't want us uh, sharing the Tucker stream. Uh, <laughs> also, we did. We did. We did get in a little trouble there. Um, but uh, no, it, it is. It, it's so preposterous and so absurd. Like, I think anybody who gives that guy the time of day and like takes him seriously is, is just simply not a serious person. Uh, mm -hmm. that's old. And that's kind of been our line on it the entire time. I mean, people like, I mean, you, you invoked, uh, Cody, Cody lib, uh, a few times already, like people like that, they, they're, they're not serious people and they, they're chasing clout just to attack, uh, Christians that are on the right. Right. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what they do. Like, that's the point. Um, mm -hmm. you see that with like Blake Callens attacking you know, people in the church in Pella and other places. Uh, it's right. It is. It, it it's evil what these people do, right? Yeah. It's evil, right? And and they they serve the interests of the regime that that ultimately hates them, right? They're not they're not getting any any brownie points. They're like the people in the gulag that voluntarily are the the supervisors, right? Keep, you know, spying on all the other prisoners. That's what those people are. They're yeah. locked in the gulag too with us, uh, but they're they're making sure we're not being bad boys, uh, saying things that that we shouldn't, right? That right. that that actually subvert the regime. Right. And so, no, I mean, the whole uh, the whole Christian nationalism project uh, from the outset uh, for me, and I, I, I'm not going to speak for Stephen, but I think I think, you know, it's it's safe to say, you know, he, he agrees with this point is 
I I'm not concerned with um with electoral politics or creating a new political party or anything like that. I I'm primarily concerned with the church and the church's approach to politics and the way mm-hmm. the church thinks about the political. Right? Mm-hmm. That is that is my biggest priority because if if the church rightly viewed politics in the way that our forefathers did for hundreds of years, thousands of years even, right. uh, the church would be a very potent political force. Right. Right? That's that's the point that uh, that William Wolfe made with us a, a couple of weeks ago with the SBC. Right? Why are why are all these bad operators doing the things they are in the SBC? Because they know that it is a a potent political force in America for for good, mm-hmm. and they they want to destroy that. Right? Mm-hmm. They 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 hate it. So. That's that's the point with all this too. Uh, when they when they slander us and lie about us and and say yeah. all sorts of horrible things about us, it's that they they know we're right, and mm-hmm. they're terrified. Mm-hmm. That's 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 what it is. Uh, we should invite <laughs> uh, we should invite Alex Jones to be on our show. I would love you know Alex if you're watching, I'd love for you to come on. That would be that would be fantastic. Uh, have your people talk to our people. You can talk to. We're all going to make it. Our executive producer. Uh, so there was one other thing. We're about halfway through the show here. We wanted to uh, discuss. Well, before we uh, do that, oh yeah, let's yeah, let's, let's make our announcement though, because that way at the end, people don't tune out before That's we get to true. tell everybody. So go for All right, it. Go ahead, CJ, with the announcement. My the announcement is contramundumpodcast.com. People have been blowing up our phones with notifications saying, "How in the world can we support you?" and um, all 24 seven you're getting tons of notifications i'm getting tons of notifications they're saying don't stop you know how do we get you a gym membership i already have one thank you they say you know how do we how do we restock your greco gum how do we pay for your pellegrino the answer is yes uh contramundumpodcast.com where you can subscribe to our um sub stack and we have some interesting tiers as little goodies for people who do support us so andrew you can talk about those because i already forgot what they were yes uh the the tiers are well you know people that support the show will have uh, access to the the hottest thing on the internet right now which is uh books from based audio books uh cj's uh cj's website so that's they'll they'll get a few uh free based audio books along with supporting the show and and we will have a private subscriber only episode where you can you can ask with all some, the questions with in the some chat. Pretty cool with some pretty exciting guests. Yes, we will. We're planning on, on bringing in uh, some excellent guests uh, for for subscribers only. And then there's the the founding level member for the very very elite, the most elite uh, Christian nationalists in America <laughs> uh, yeah. to to join. And there we'll have we'll have uh, the subscriber only episode with the special guests and they can join us, right? They can call into the show and ask questions uh, of our guests. So wow. that will be, uh, I didn't know that. Uh, I might have to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You might have to sign up for that CJ. Yeah, <laughs> right. So that, and there'll be other goodies, you know, down, down the road too, as, as things grow and as but, our, yeah, but for real th- I mean, the enthusiasm has been great. So, um, you know, people have asked us and we, we want, you, we yeah. want to give you the opportunity. This is for you. We want to give you the opportunity to give back to us. So you're welcome. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, and, and that's the thing. Like we are, this is, this is a, a labor of love that we've been doing. It's not uh, funded by the federal government or intelligence agencies, uh, despite what James Lindsay might think. And uh, so <laughs> this is, this is good. Yes. Uh, surprise announcement. Ben Shapiro will be on the show. Uh uh, as long as CJ can imitate his voice, uh, he will be. <laughs> no, I don't think Ben Shapiro will be joining us. That would be that would be uh, dynamic uh, if he did. <laughs> but uh, uh, no, no, he's not. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm looking. I'm looking like a Baptist Zoomer tonight. Um, I, I told my wife I needed to get a haircut, so that's <laughs> that's great. Well, the the second half of the show, we wanted to talk about uh, the Tucker interview. We didn't really get a chance to to recap. That I mean, we we just kind of were along, along for the ride on Thursday, so didn't have a, a lot of opportunity to comment on it. <clears throat> um, but uh, Tucker recently spoke. He was at an event in Dubai, and and CJ and I, CJ and I both got the chance to to watch some of his comments there. And uh, he said some really I uh, think it was stuff. Yeah, it's more interesting than the Putin interview wow. itself. 
you know, actually it was um, to get his perspective on it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. So let's, let's play a little bit of it. Um, I'll fast forward to the, like the 10 minute mark. And uh, I really like the guy he's talking to his accent. Uh Oh, Andrew, you can't, Andrew, you, we can't hear it. What? It's, it's, you can't it's hear only, it? I think it's only playing for you. Or uh, well, I, I like the sound of it. Uh, this is a production note. Hold on. Hold on. See, I mean, we we need funding, people. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> hold on a second, everyone. We'll play it because it, it's fantastic. And I will, I'll find a way that everybody can hear besides just me. Um, hold on. CJ, you could you could tell them uh tell them some more stuff uh really quick. Uh yeah, so go to basedaudiobooks.com. This episode is sponsored by basedaudiobooks.com. Uh Andrew, <laughs> the uh the funny thing, I it's uh we we uh launched when did I launch it? Like 2 weeks ago, I think. I believe so. Um, yeah. yeah, it was it was I was just kind of like it was kind of like a side project thing. And then it like blew up and like several hundred people signed up. So I was like, Oh no, I actually have to like do this for real now. So I, I've like hired readers and um, we have like 11 books now that are going. Um, so definitely go there and check it out and you get, uh, or, you know, just go to, just go to contributingpodcast.com and uh, support us there. And then you get three free books anyway. So we'll see if Andrew fixed this here. All right. We'll see. Tell me if you can hear it. Can you hear it? It's loading. This is great. This is the best audio and video podcasting anyone has ever seen. Well, it's not going to go. All right. Well, that's great. <laughs> oh, just let it load for a while while we talk. Uh, yeah, I'll let it load, and and we could we could talk about it if it doesn't load. This is uh, this is the greatest live stream ever that thank yeah, you so all the, for, the, I mean, the questions that he were as, was asking him, like one of the, my favorites was like, this is, this is what all the liberals were saying. Um, why didn't you push back on Putin for, for like, yeah. um, you know, jailing your opposition journalists and stuff, you know? Yeah. And what Tucker's about Navalny? Like, Where's the, what did you talk about Navalny? Yeah. You Tucker's know? like, I literally was under fire from the United States government, the intelligence community, all the journalistic outlets and in, in the entire Western hemisphere, they were all urging me to get off the air and you want me to go over and lecture Putin about his like irresponsible freedom of speech breaches. It's, you know, it's like, I mean, yeah. the, the hubris of the West yeah. um, in, in all of its, in all the ways that it critiques, you know, or Orban and mm -hmm. Lukashenko and Putin, it's just hilarious. I mean, we live under the most totalitarian bureaucratic nightmare um, that we've seen that the world has seen since the Soviet Union and they want to lecture Putin. The hubris is is remarkable. Yeah. No, it, it it is, and and that that was the thing. He, he also said that I I hear that all day long from every single media outlet about how horrible Putin is. So why would you? Yeah, why exactly. would I need to ask him those things? It already the American public already hears that all day. That's that's all they know about Putin. So why why spend any time discussing those things? Yeah. Right? Um, that, that is, uh, the other, the other thing that I, I, I found, you know, interesting, and this is the thing that, that, uh, Bill Crystal was unhappy about today, uh, was, you know, he's unhappy. The, well, yeah. Yeah. Unless, unless, uh, you know, unless another war starts. Yeah. That's yeah, unless, unless we're bombing someone. Um, but he, he, he's one of the things that Tucker said was that Moscow, Russia, is a is a beautiful oh, city. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a beautiful city. And he also you know brought up you know Singapore and Dubai. I mean, he was in Dubai, so um, he brings up all of these foreign countries that have have beautiful cities that are clean that don't have crime in them. Um, and Moscow is an example of this. He was he was struck by it. He he said he was there in the eighties when his father was working for the CIA. Um, 
And it, it barely had electricity. It was run down. You know, you can imagine what it looked like under the Soviets. Mm-hmm. And he said the recovery of the city is remarkable. And of course, people people online are like, ah, oh, that's just propaganda. That's, you know, they, they keep that city clean and nice to show Westerners. And, and it's a Potemkin village and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, well, okay, that's cool. Why doesn't America have <laughs> just... Uh, Tiny little sections of their major cities that are are clean and crime free yeah. and people can go to just for the tourists, right? just so yeah. people get the wrong impression about America. Why can't we even have that? <laughs> right, that's the point that right. Tucker is making: is Russia is supposed to be this backward country that mm-hmm. is totally impoverished. Most much of the country doesn't have electricity, and it's it's just this this you know rundown backwoods country. Yet their their major city is is nice, is pleasant, at least the parts that the tourists go to. Yeah. And if Russia can do that, why, why are people in New York city afraid to go on the subway? Right. Yeah. Why is San Francisco uh, completely covered in feces, right? You can yeah. look at the, the feces map. They, they make those of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the Tucker didn't bring this up, but when Xi Jinping visited San Francisco, they rounded up all the homeless people. They cleaned all the streets. They washed off all the graffiti. Yeah. So they did yeah, it for filth. him. Filth is yeah. a political decision. It is. Yeah. It is. It isn't. It isn't just random, right? It doesn't just happen. That has been chosen for us because our leaders hate us. And yeah. you could say, you know, what you want about Putin. Yeah. Okay. Uh, whatever you say, you this horrible authoritarian guy that murders people and is evil and awful. Okay, true, hundred percent. Yep, and his people love him <laughs> because, at the very least, even in like the most cynical way, he demonstrates things like that that he's operating in their interests. He isn't actively I mean, <laughs> making them live in a in 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 a hellhole. I mean, Tucker made the good point that um, it's extremely hard to run a country as big as Russia for twenty four years, and yeah. and Putin has done so. You know, and um, yeah. so like he continues to have the support of the base of Russia and he's run it in a way that Russia's better off now than it was when he took over. I mean, he's yeah. improved. He's improved Russia. He doesn't adhere to Western values. Obviously, Russia's not a Western country, but, um, you know, whatever else you want to say about him, Putin has done for Russia what uh, the Russian people have uh, expected of their leader. Um, and, and same can't be said for Western leaders. And the internal politics of Russia are are much more complex than um, most Americans think they are. They think that he's just this autocrat that has unlimited power and he can do whatever he wants. It, no, there is there are factions within within Russia that want him gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting, like the like they bring up Navalny and, and people like that. Like those those people are much further to the right. And they want even more conflict with the West than Putin wants. Maybe they right. do. Like there are people that not only maybe there are people that are angry with him that he hasn't taken all of Ukraine. Why isn't he pushing into Kiev? Why isn't he doing these things? Uh, he is mm-hmm. what people don't get. He is the moderate. Right. <laughs> he is the moderate in Russia, right? That is that's that is the the astounding point when you when you finally realize that 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 he's trying to restrain these elements in his country. Uh, and people, people don't get that, right? They, mm-hmm. and they don't get how, and, and this is, you know, he, Tucker brought this up. I wish we could have played it, but we are uh, the world's youngest boomers, or at least I am. Uh, I can't get mm-hmm. that knowledge to work. Uh, but in, in the interview, uh, in this post interview, he says that um, the, 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 <clears throat> um, uh, the Russian, um, or, or rather the American foreign policy makers, right? They only, the only frame that they view things through is, you know, 1938 to 1939. That right. it's always asking, well, okay, who's the Hitler in this situation? And we're going to, um, we're going to, uh, you know, identify the Hitler and it's going to be within those frames and the Hitler's going to take over the world. So we have to treat everyone like Hitler. And, there's there's no ability to understand politics in terms of okay what is the rational interest there's no the, the idea of any kind of realism in foreign policy is completely gone it doesn't exist at all among anybody that has power and and, and so it is um 
it is it's it, it's shocking really and 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 especially when you understand it in those terms that they they cannot even contemplate um doing doing anything other than that it's it it's it's astounding um yeah. and and the other i mean the other thing from the the putin interview the main takeaway i had from what what putin said and I mean, maybe he's lying. Maybe this isn't actually what happened. But going to Bill Clinton and saying, hey, can we join NATO? And Clinton's kind of like, well, I think so, but let me check. And then he's told, no, you can't by his advisors. And the same same kind of conduct with George W. Bush and every, every leader um, mm-hmm. that that the elected leaders in America, um, they you know, we look at Joe Biden, we think, oh, here, here's this, you know, dopey, you know, senile man that has no, that's not in charge of anything. Um, that's just like the most obvious overt case. Yeah. They're all like that. They've all, they've been like that for you know since Nixon at least, who um, was kicked out because he tried to do things his way. Uh, that, that's when the deep state asserted their power, uh, and, and before that, you know, Kennedy mysteriously dies, right? Uh, that that is um, that's how our system works. Is the elected leader doesn't have any power to conduct foreign policy, or right? he's told what he's allowed to do. What, yeah. what he has to pursue. Um, and I don't have any reason to disbelieve what, what Putin is saying. I think that's, that, that, that fits with my, my, my general read on how our foreign policy is conducted. So what, um, I mean, what did you think about that interview uh, in general? Which one? Wait, the Tucker, the Tucker one or the either one, either one, both. Yeah. Yes. No, I mean, I, in my opinion, I think the ultimate, I think the ultimate objective with Tucker, I mean, like he's, he's talking about how he wanted to get inside Putin's mind, which is true, but I yeah. think he also wanted to, I, I think he, Tucker sees himself as, ha- as having the opportunity to bring peace. This war is completely unnecessary. I mean, there's a lot of wars that are unnecessary, but this war specifically, the, 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 uh, the burden, the moral burden for this war is so clearly on the United States and everybody yeah. knows it. Everybody yeah. knows that, um, Ukraine was willing to make a deal with Putin and the U.S. Uh, blasted it. Everybody yeah. knows that. The, Through the, Boris Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. We can't admit it. Well, uh, Boris Johnson acting on behalf of whom? Of you the know, United these States. Are all, yeah. These are all satellites of the American empire. Yeah. Right. And, and and everybody knows it and people are realizing it. And he's saying, we don't have to live like this. We don't have to suck the resources out of our country and send it overseas for a proxy fight with, with, uh, with the East. You know, yeah. this is this is not the way that we want to live our lives. This is not the thing that's going to benefit the United States or Europe or Eastern Europe. You know, this is not the way. And I think Tucker really saw himself as having an opportunity to bring realization to the American people so that this war can be stopped. Um, on several occasions, Putin was explicit and in and, and journal like people that we read have known this for a long time. Yeah, I mean, even yeah. even an outlet like Ron Paul's, they've talked about this antiwar.com. They've talked about this mm-hmm. again and again. The number of opportunities um, that Zelensky has had to make a deal um, have been uh, there are at least a half a dozen, you know, prob- probably five or six opportunities to end this thing. And the in the U.S. continues to get in the way of it. So I think that was uh, Tucker's ultimate goal there. And I think that um, I'm hoping that it it. it uh, it changed uh, some people's minds, you know, that, that we need to make these things to be explicitly unpopular. Yeah, this is a, this is a good question. Uh, I mean, it's kind of a tangent, but we're good with those. Uh, would Germany and Britain be based if not for the United States? Not, no. I mean, this is a, to- it depends on how you want to answer it. Like, if they weren't, I mean, so the question I think like, is if, if the United States was not occupying, you know, you know, well, now or whatever. Like, yeah. So, or, or like so, after world war two, if we hadn't done the Marshall plan stuff. Yeah. So I, I, I take the question as, and he can, he, you know, he can reply um, if he wants. Um, I take the question to mean if the United States had not occupied Germany, not done. Yeah. The Marshall plan had just withdrawn from Europe and let it go its own way and let Britain pursue its own interests. Um, I mean, some of that is what we talked about with, with Josiah last week is um, it wasn't just, you know, domestically in, in Britain, in France, in Germany, that the United States, you know, asserted its power in, in the internal politics of those countries, but also internationally. All those countries had, I mean, of course, not Germany, but but France and England in particular mm-hmm. had um, large, very large empires that the OSS, then the CIA, um, worked to 
uh, subvert and, and overthrow. I mean, Josiah brings up that the United States employed Ho Chi Minh um, to uh, to fight the French. Right. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that that's how the U.S. actually operates. James Lindsay is they employ communists. Yeah. <laughs> they don't they don't employ people on the right because uh, they're worried if people on the right would win. Uh, uh, but they. Uh, that that those are the things that they did. I mean, in, in Germany, it's 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 similar. I mean, they they basically rewrote the the German Constitution and and the ways that the way that Germany is now, where right wing politics is effectively illegal. I mean, yes, in, in America, it's effectively illegal, and it it overtly is illegal in Britain and France and and in Germany and the other European countries. Right? You yeah. you cannot have. Right wing, and you see this in Germany. Like the the most popular th- song among the youths, like actual youths in Germany, youth? is uh, <laughs> is that a euphemism? <laughs> no, 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 no. Among oh. my actual young you know, German oh. Zoomers, we actually have. Yeah, yeah. I looked at our stats on the audio side. We have, we have, we have people German. downloading from Germany. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, well, there you go. Uh, yeah. Hello, V Gates. Uh, <laughs> meine Freunde. Um, and so, uh, <laughs> guten Morgen. Uh, <laughs> let, me, let me look at my index cards. <laughs> That's right. Um, the you know what the most popular song is there? Like, did you see the the float at the parade? It was like a Lego guy drinking drinking beer, and they uh-huh. were playing they they were playing uh, Outlanders Out. <laughs> That's the uh-huh. song. It's like this techno song. <laughs> Maybe if, yeah. if I knew how to do internet, I would play it for you all. <laughs> um, then we definitely would get banned. Uh, but that's that's it, it's kick out the foreigners. That's the song. <laughs> maybe that maybe that could be the new theme song of Contramundum. Outlanders uh, <laughs> uh, house. Um, but uh, that that it's you know rightist politics is is resurgent. It's not big. It's not huge there as in here, but there is a little glimmer of of hope. You know, um, it's it's my so. My wife's, um, her mom um, met my father-in-law in Germany because he was stationed there. He was in the U.S. Army and he was stationed in Germany and met, um, you know, his wife there. So her entire, she, you know, her entire family is in, you know, in, in, in a remote rural German village. Yeah. And my my mother-in-law is sort of the product of like the denazification efforts. So she's yeah. she's kind of has these liberal sentiments. She's really uncomfortable with um, anybody who dissents from multiculturalism as like the uh, you know the, the triumph the triumphant ideology. Like she's really uncomfortable with that. Yeah. But her her parents are extremely based, and one of the things that's interesting is like her uncle. Her uncle's been radicalized by like the AFD and stuff, right? Because he's in rural yeah. Germany, right? Yeah. So he rural people are always more connected to the roots than. Uh, city, yeah. you know, cosmopolitan areas. Mm-hmm. So he's he's pretty based, um, from what I hear. And my my mother in law is kind of worried about him, right? Because she's been trained to be concerned. Yeah, that's how it works. The same things that are happening here have already swept through Germany. So it's just interesting yeah. to see, you know, their reaction to things. Um, one of the things that's interesting is they have a, a very strong Lutheran background, obviously, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um part of the denazification stuff was like the, the United States was involved in selecting pastors for all the rural churches. So they all have women pastors by state mandate. It's like yeah. state enforced uh, women's ordination over there. Yeah. Um, and that's just part of their ritual humiliation. The same things that are happening here happened over there in Germany. Fascinating. Oh, we've got, this is the first time we've got uh Corbin who asked the question, sent us, sent us uh 10 buckaroos, 10 smackers. Uh, that's pretty cool. So now I can buy some Pellegrino and I, I'm, I'm halfway to my way to get some Greco gum. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You pay for or one, one, not even one tin of Zin in Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, that you're, you're right. I mean that I didn't even know about that with the, uh, yeah. with enforcing and, and that, that's the thing like uh, foreign countries. And you see this with Ukraine is the prime example. Um, the the powers that be in the United States are able to do the kind of things they wish they could do in America, but they're encumbered by the vestigial organ called the Constitution, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever power it still has, right? Mm-hmm. They're encumbered by that. Uh, but in, in foreign countries, they're not. They got to rewrite the whole German Constitution themselves. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, in in Britain, they can they can tell the British Prime Minister whatever they want, mm-hmm. and so I mean the question is like why is why is Great Britain why did they have to let in millions of foreign people tens of millions of them over the last 60, 70 years mm-hmm. right why the United States made them yeah. right they didn't they didn't just sign up and say yeah let's let's let in a bunch of Muslims into our country yeah right? that's a great idea um, no the U S made them do this. Right. That's that's what happened. Same thing with Germany. Why? Why are they inundated with with Muslims, especially after 2015? But even, even well before that, mm-hmm. because the United States made them. Right? Yeah, that's what our regime does. Um, yep. That's what they're doing. in Ukraine. Why? Why is Ukraine this this very, you know, very impoverished uh, Eastern European country, uh, this Slavic country that's very traditional? Uh, why? Why now do they have gay marriage? Right? Why do they now have uh, transgenderism? Why? Why all of the perversion pushed on them? Because the American regime makes them. Mm-hmm. Right? That, that's why. That's they. They didn't just one day wake up and say, you know what? It'd be a great idea if we joined the 21st century and had gay marriage in in Ukraine. Yeah. Right. No, they never chose that. Those people didn't choose. That's imposed on them by force by the United States. Mm-hmm. And so that's what when you see Mitch McConnell. And, um, and all and Mitt Romney say how we got to send billions of dollars to Ukraine. That's why, right? So yeah. we could push those things on Ukraine. And well, so who is Zelensky? What's his background? Yeah, a comedian, an entertainer, a comedian. Well, yeah, disgusting, like depraved one. Yeah, I mean, no, like he's part of the gayification of Eastern Europe. Like that's what. Yeah, he the famous video is him, you know, playing the piano with his member. Right. That's right. that. I mean, yeah. just a, a disgusting creature. I mean, people want to talk about like how bad Donald Trump is. And I, I grant, yeah, not a, not a great guy. Um, he, it's a million times worse, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they push on that country. And mm-hmm. and we, we installed him as president, right? We're not going to allow anybody who would be even, not even pro-Russia, but even like neutral toward Russia and the United yeah. States to be in office in Ukraine. That, that would not be allowed. Mm-hmm. And, and people have no idea. They think, oh, oh, they're fighting for their freedom against the evil Russians. It's like, no, the, the United States that's, is, this is using a, them as cannon fodder. Yeah, that's and, that's, and I think that's what the point of Tucker's thing was. It's like he wanted people to realize that they're being told a bunch of, that's why the, there was the journalistic freak out that he was over yeah. there. They, because their lies are going to be exposed. That's what they hate. Yeah. 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 And it, it's, it's one interview. That's it. That's all. Yeah. That's all it is. And, and the crazy thing is like all these people are like, well, I can't, you know, we shouldn't listen to this guy. He's just going to spew a bunch of propaganda and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, yeah, that's what, that's what world leaders do. Uh, of course they do. But the other option is there is no alternative. There is no counterpoint. There is no, here's what their case is. We're just mm-hmm. going to believe whatever you tell us. Right. right? That's, that, that's, that's the way they want it. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. it's, it's absurd. And, and, and so I, I do look at what, what Tucker did. Cause it's not, like he wants to push uh, the propaganda of Vladimir Putin. Uh, Mm -hmm. He wants there to be a counterpoint to all of the lies that we're Mm -hmm. told all day long to pursue peace. Because what has happened in Ukraine is a, a world historic crime. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know if people fully comprehend what has happened there. A world historic crime that the United States pushed. Mm -hmm. You have, and Tucker brought this up in the other, other interview. We probably can't couldn't have played it any the whole thing anyway because we would have gotten taken down with a copyright strike from YouTube. Um, but he brought up days before the invasion of Ukraine by by Russia, the pre- vice president of the United States Kamala Harris publicly says we want Ukraine to join NATO. Right, right. That's that's the red line, right. Yep. Uh, Cannot cross that line because, and, and I've made this point many times before, if a foreign adversary like China or something got Canada to join a defensive pact with the United States or, w- or against the United States and started putting nuclear weapons in Toronto, we would we would invade Canada before that would go through, mm-hmm. right? That would And that would be a sensible foreign policy decision, right? That would be a war. I'd be like, yes. We should, we should fight that war. Um, that would be w- one of the few ones where we'd be like, yep, that that's worth, worth fighting. Um, it, because your existence as a nation no is threatened, right? Mm-hmm. If you have 
enemies with the ability to launch nuclear weapons where there's not a, the possibility of a, res- of a nuclear response, right? They have you completely where they want you. They, they have you completely under their sway and they could dictate your own government. They could say, nope, this person's not going to be president. We want that guy to be president. And if you d- cross us, maybe we'll push the button, right? Yeah. That's, that's, that's what Ukraine was. And Nobody has any idea about that. They think that one day, for no reason at all, Vladimir Putin said, "I want to gobble up this little this this country that neighbors me because we yeah. Russia is not big enough. We want we want the land." Well, that's I mean that's how the U.S. that's how the U.S. basically interprets everything in the 20th century, uh, mm-hmm. and even before that, just like for like no reason, this thing happened. And if we don't invade Iraq, right? Saddam Hussein's going to take over the whole world, right? That's what they that that's literally what they said in 2003. That's what mm-hmm. people believe. That's what you saw on Fox News all day long. Mm-hmm. If we don't invade Iraq, yeah, everything is, insane, everything is downstream. World. Everything is downstream from the World War II myth. Everything. Yeah. Everything. everything everybody's the next Hitler. You know, everyone yeah. they don't like is the next Hitler. And Zelensky's the next Churchill. It's like the same LARPy uh, you know, foreign policy. Narrative. Every single time. And Joe Biden uh is this next FDR um, <laughs> you know, probably because he's going to be president for life, just like yeah. FDR, which means he's going to die in office. There is some, I guess there is a parallel there. Uh, but <laughs> well, we, we hope not. Hey, uh, we I, wish we should uh, probably, we wish good help. probably wrap up here. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll we, do we some a lot of housekeeping. Uh, let people know CJ about, uh, yeah, just like like I said, like we Friday. said before, go and short, go and uh, support us at um, contramundumpodcast.com, uh, which takes you to our Substack where you some, can subscribe. And we're really pleased on Friday be, to be talking with uh, Dusty Devers about um, his efforts in Oklahoma, and uh, we'll get his take on the immigration stuff, and then also the general media response to his uh, um, to his to his uh, activities. You know, it's interesting to see he's coming under fire too. Um, and so that's good. I mean, we need people like Dusty to lead the way for us. And I hope there's more on the horizon. So we'll have a good conversation with him on Friday morning this time instead of Friday afternoon. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned. You'll see. We'll we'll publicize when that that's going to be coming out. Uh, but until next time, all of you stay dangerous out there and we will see you peacefully dangerous. And we will see you next time. <laughs>